Blue Wire. Guys, this is episode number 40 of That's What B Said. We are getting old. I was about 40. to say, I was about to say, does this mean that B Said is officially middle-aged now? Is 40 middle-aged? Yeah, we can probably start applying for retirement benefits pretty soon here. Get our, I didn't think we'd last past four episodes. That's right. We hear. get our letters from Look AARP. And... Uh, so I am your host, Breezy Clee, Bree Rust. I'm joined by Miss Mollis, Brittany. Hello, Brittany at Bird's Eye View. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Meredith is joining us on a Tuesday. Miss Meredith at MCAN Sports. Hi, Mayor. Hi, guys. We missed you live on Sunday, but we know you were there in spirit. I was in. there. Yeah, I had it uh, streaming on my phone while I was working in the background and um, trying not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're glad you didn't. We're glad you're here with us tonight. All right, guys. So like I said, we have a show dedicated to our very own Cleveland Browns because it is the week of opening game. Like who would have thought we would have gotten to this point? Who would have thunk? I really didn't think that we were going to get to this point. I, I like months ago, I would have guessed that the NFL was just done. Couldn't yeah, get it. Same. And here this, we are. Yeah. It feels very surreal that NFL season is kicking off in two nights. Also, it feels like a Monday. So I'm very, I'm very thrown off by NFL football starting in two nights. That's crazy. Also, we yes. haven't had preseason games to like hype us up. Yeah. Is that what preseason games do? <laughs> but like it reminds you that it's football season because I was looking at um the weather because I've inherited that much from my dad that I have to check the weather and the weather channel all the time and the temperature is going to start dropping soon and I was like oh that's fall weather I got my like my pumpkin well, it was a pumpkin spice latte I got my pumpkin cold brew and I was like it's football like that's what yeah. goes along with pumpkin lattes and and boots can we talk about pumpkin for a second before yes, we get into browns? Because this is important. This is very like near and dear to my heart. But like ever since I, because I have a problem. Number one, <laughs> I don't. I can't stop at just like one pumpkin drink a day. I have to have at least two. And I also have pumpkin creamer. So like occasionally when I make my own coffee, which happens probably like once a week, I, I use pumpkin creamer. But now like I am. Ever since I started doing this pumpkin thing, I am so bloated all the time. Like, I don't eat anything. Today I had Brussels sprouts and like a turkey patty. Well, that's why and you're bloated. That's from the Brussels sprouts. No, it's like all the time though. I think it's pumpkin. It's I think Brussels I'm allergic sprouts. to pumpkin. All of a sudden? I don't know. Can I'm allergic happen? to like everything all of a sudden. I'm allergic to adhesive. Oh yeah, you're allergic to air? Just air? I'm allergic <laughs> to my eyelashes. I'm allergic to cold air. Just everything. <laughs> Pumpkin. We are that definitely just, heading for retirement. You should just on this conversation. You should just try like plain pumpkin and not like the because it could be something like artificial that you're allergic to. Oh no, it's just I'm always so I I feel like I've gained like thirty pounds and like it's just gross. I I think pumpkin is betraying me and that no that pumpkin would do it. Pumpkin would. I'm still gonna that. drink it, obviously. But. <laughs> Power through. Power through, Brittany. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kick off. We didn't talk about anything sports-related on Sunday. We were just getting everybody acclimated to our new site that launched, which, by the way, guys, go check out. GirlGangClee.com. We are live. If you haven't checked us out yet, we have merchandise. We have articles. More stuff coming soon. So, again, if you missed us on Sunday, that was what that show was about. So, tonight, we're going to talk about the Browns and their 53-man roster because that was finalized over the weekend. And we know at this point, you all probably know where we landed, where the Browns landed with the men on the roster. But we haven't had a chance to talk about it amongst ourselves. There was other big news happening today with Kareem Hunt, so we'll get into that. Um, and some Baker Mayfield chatter that I feel like is kind of coming out of left field. So, we will also dive into that. Uh, but we'll start with the 53-man roster. So, we're not going to go through each position and read you through who landed the roster. I really just wanted to talk to you guys about specifically number one, were there any surprises to you guys coming out of Saturday in terms of either who made the roster or who didn't? All right, Meredith. So I'm going to start with you okay. since you're here. We'll get Brittany's thoughts when she gets back, but anything that jumped out at you in terms of surprises, either who made the roster or who did not. Um, no, nothing surprising really. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get into talking about this, I'm sure, but 
the linebacker room makes me so nervous. <laughs> well, it's confirmed we have the worst in the league, right? Yes. Or it was it was already looking that way <laughs> prior to the the roster cut down. Yes. So that that makes me nervous. Like we're looking at at who we've got at linebacker and like I don't know. I, I think how many how many snaps did Sione Takitaki have last year? I think he only had like two or three, like not that many. He played more towards the end of the year when the entire defense was decimated. If yeah. that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I mean, and he did okay at training camp. He's a really hard worker. So I have a lot of um I have a lot of confidence in him in the future. I just have a feeling it's going to take him a while to develop. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm not really surprised by who got cut and who made the team. This is pretty much what I expected the team to look like. Yeah, I, I think for me, there were a couple of things that I thought could go either way, depending mm-hmm. on where they landed. But from like a wide receiver standpoint, Obviously, that room was pretty large mm-hmm. coming out of training camp. And I think there were a lot of guys on the cusp of making the squad. And And I really do think a lot of the wide receivers actually had a pretty solid camp in terms of how they performed. So I was really curious where they were going to go because you had JoJo Natson, Damian Ratley. They were kind of both it felt like vying for the same position. You could maybe even throw DPJ into that conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought he probably had a better chance of making the roster given the fact that they drafted him, but JoJo Natson definitely felt like more of a special teams player. And would they go more that route or would they stick with Ratley? We ended up keeping JoJo Natson um, on the team, on the roster. And I do think that will be from a special teams standpoint more so than DPJ Uh, DPJ does not really have a ton of experience um, when it comes to kickoff returns so I do think that that might be a place where they don't want to rush him into something that he may not be 100% comfortable with especially when you go through an entire training camp with not having any preseason games either so not a ton of opportunity to get a lot of reps there and then the other place um I don't know if I was surprised, but definitely a kind of a 180 from where we were last year was the running back room. So obviously, you know, Andrew Barry and um, Stefanski are heavy on fullbacks. Well, we didn't have Mm -hmm. that last year. So you had to assume that they were going to be keeping a fullback on the roster. And we had Hilliard and Dearness Johnson last year and Hilliard did not make the team, which he was, he was the running back last year that tended to get more playing time and snaps and Dearness Johnson. So they kind of did a 180 on that mm-hmm. sense. Those were really my biggest takeaways. I'm with you from a defensive standpoint. Um, it's going to be really interesting. And we're going to see, obviously, in a I few know. days, how we stack up against the Ravens. Miles Garrett is going to have to, like, carry that defense on his back. Like, he cannot – get hurt <laughs> that's that's the one thing because I remember we did a um we did a bad take tournament and the worst take I had last year was that the secondary was so deep they didn't need Miles Garrett and then <laughs> <laughs> that might be the worst take I've ever had because then we saw what happened after Miles Garrett was suspended for the rest of the season yeah so. and it was not pretty no, no, God, not at all. So that defense makes me nervous, especially when you look around the AFC North and realize that they actually have some really good offenses. And it's, you know, they're not going to be facing a, a decimated Steelers offense anymore. They're not going to be no. facing a decimated Bengals offense anymore. Like they've, like, I have a feeling that Joe Burrow is probably going to have a pretty good rookie year. I don't know what Big Ben is going to look like, but supposedly he's in shape. But either way, oh. it's, you know, you've got your veteran quarterback over there. You've got Lamar Jackson, and we know what the Ravens have in, Le- in Lamar Jackson. So just in the division, that makes me nervous because it's not like we're facing any weak offenses going into this season. Because that was kind of what we looked at last year was like, well, the Bengals offense, nothing to shake a stick at. Steelers offense, nothing to shake a stick at. Ravens, initially, we're like, oh, yeah, we got the Ravens. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson just <laughs> yeah, they blew up. lit up. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's going to be it's gonna be a, a really, really tough. I think that's probably going to be the biggest test for the Browns is how this defense steps up. Yeah. So, speaking of Miles Garrett, you brought him up. And I wanted to just touch on quickly because he really hasn't practiced. Um, he's been dealing with the wrist injury. So we haven't seen a lot out of Miles Garrett. We obviously know he's in great shape. There's videos of him 
looking incredible when it comes to yeah, lifting weights, conditioning and whatnot, <laughs> but it's so different when it comes to actually being in football shape. So like, mm-hmm. that is the one thing, like, I think these first few games, because we just haven't had the time specifically and those preseason games, not that the starters played all that often, but they were going full speed for the most part, at least for a few snaps or a quarter at the most. So I am a little bit anxious and I, I do think things could get a little bit sloppy these first few games. And I'm hoping though, that that's not just the Browns. I'm hoping that that's just an NFL wide spread thing where it's both teams kind of looking like they're not maybe a hundred percent in terms of conditioning or just being a hundred percent polished. I think there's going to be a lot of ugly football to start off yeah. uh, just because I want to say there's eight teams total that have new head coaches this year. So there's, you know, there's a lot of turnover in not just the Browns. Now with the Browns, it's a little more difficult because it's new GM and new head coach and new offensive coordinator and a new offense. So, you know, while you had other teams doing their 11 on 11s and, you know, running scrimmages, you had Baker learning footwork, you know, you had your offensive line learning new terms. you you have, you know, a left tackle that had to learn to go from right to left. So, I think that the Browns are a little bit behind the ball on that because they just had so much more ahead of them than the other teams did. But a lot of teams had a lot of turnover. Um, and then even if you look at like the Titans, they literally just signed Jadavian Clowney like, yeah. yesterday. I know. So I mean, this, this, he's had zero time with Mike Vrabel. He's had zero time with that team. So I just, I think week one, especially it's going to be some real ugly football. Yeah, I don't disagree. And here's the thing. And I'm actually writing an article in release of the season kicking off just about like my thoughts on the beginning of the season, what September football means, because it's so, if if you remember, if you rewind back to, oh, I'm going to let Brittany in. If you rewind back to a year ago against the Titans, the home opener, obviously going into a season with a ton of hype, you had, um, obviously we, we just totally shit the bed. Hi, Brittany. Welcome back. Hi, <laughs> Hi guys. Um, I miss Brittany, you. I'm going to get back to you, but you froze yeah. after I asked you that question and your face was like sheer panic. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, how does Brittany really feel about the Ross? Well, I would say text, text our girl gang group because Jenna, the queen got a screenshot of it and sent it to all of us. Oh yeah. She sent it to me individually too. So now I have that <laughs> yes. forever. Which yes. is great. Um, just a moment in time. Um, we were just talking about, we were just going into, you know, with the lack of preseason, obviously how different training camp looked, like we're going to probably end up seeing a lot of sloppy football, even though I was just touching on, like, if you rewind to a year ago against the Titans, we actually had all of the preseason off season. And we still opened with like super sloppy football. So like, can we really get any worse this year? I don't know. Like, I I guess like for me and September football, it's so easy to overreact at the beginning, like in the Mm -hmm. first quarter of the season, but there's only going to be four games played this month. So like, just, just let's not panic. Let's not hit the panic button immediately. The reality is we're not going to be favored to win this game on Sunday. So like, Bring the expectations down a notch, a few notches, which I know is really hard to do because we beat the Ravens last year once. And once. <laughs> once. <laughs> really early well, on. You know, I don't know how that happened. Ga- only two games. We only played them twice. So we're batting uh, listen, 500 we, against the Ravens wait, last though, year. The first, uh, like, well, not half, the first quarter and a half of the second Ravens yes. game was really good. Yeah. Yes. So they played the Ravens well five quarters last year, guys. <laughs> That's five right. out of eight. That's not bad. Talk about a positive spin. This is what we are doing this for. This Hashtag is the spin zone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brittany, I'm going to go back to you because I want to make sure we hear from you on the final mm-hmm. roster, the cut down. Did you think that there were any glaring issues, misses, wins? What were your thoughts overall? I don't see any like glaring issues, but again, like you were just saying, it's hard to tell until you see it. We haven't seen much of anything on the field. Um, Again, I don't watch the preseason stuff, so I don't know what any of these people look like. Um, So (laughs) going based off of last year. (laughs) You're the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. My 
my like favorite way to measure things is gut. So what my gut tells me about all of this. Um, the one thing that, you know, Brie, I think you, you tweeted about it over the weekend. How many tight ends we have? <laughs> like, which they did so end up releasing Pharaoh Brown. They but did. We, I saw we that. did. Yeah, we did. To your point, we did on Saturday have five tight ends. And yes. Fullback. Yes. And a fullback. That's the other thing. Like, I'm just so excited to see this style of football. Yeah. This is, this gets me really excited because it's something that, you know, we haven't, well, you can't compare anything to last year or the two years prior to last year because I don't even know how to explain what those were like. I don't know what kind of plan they had in those years. I don't know what kind they what, didn't know yeah they just sort of <laughs> said well we're just gonna maybe give it our best shot I don't even know if that's true honestly now I think about it but no like I'm, as long I'm, as everyone had fun right yeah <laughs> I hope that I'm everyone has looking, a good time I'm looking forward to Kevin Stefanski's style football that's what I'm looking forward to yeah and it's still keep me honest here because I'm not 100% up to speed on mm-hmm. the, the all things internet slash browns today but we still at this point don't know who's calling the plays, right? They haven't act formally announced who will be calling plays. Is that, is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys think that there's anything to that in terms of how, like, obviously we're going into Baltimore on Sunday, like they're preparing for the Browns as well as, as are we preparing for them, but they mm-hmm. still don't know if Alex Van Pelt will be calling the plays or Kevin Stefanski. So what do you guys, do you guys put any weight into that at all? Do you think this is strategic, strat- I almost said strategery. <laughs> do you think this is strategy <laughs> by the Browns or do you think it's just, they don't actually know? My conspiracy brain wants to think that it's strategy and this is all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan, guys. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to say. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it actually is, so I'm not <laughs> going to predict either way. Um, but again, when you have smart people doing smart things, they probably do have a reason for not announcing who's going to be calling plays yet. That would be my guess. I'm not worried about it. Um, just because everything that has come out of Berea since day one with this current regime is everyone on the same page, everyone wanting the same thing, everyone yep. working together. So it's not like you had uh, an offensive coordinator trying to throw the head coach under the bus because he thought <laughs> that he was going to get the head coaching position if he got the head coach fired you know you don't have a head coach saying I'm driving the bus you know and just being so like I feel like Kevin Stefanski is smart enough that if he feels overwhelmed by calling plays and running the game at the same time like he's not going to have a problem calling Alex Van Pelton to call the plays if he's the one who starts out that way as opposed to Freddie Kitchens who it was very very clear from the second drive that calling plays was too much for him to handle. Flash clock management. Being a a game, (laughs) like managing the game and calling plays was way too much for him. And instead of saying, okay, I need help from my offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. he wears a Pittsburgh starter. You know, it's just like, Oh my God. Yeah, I get so, I get so. Every time I forget about that, it gets brought up again. I get (laughs) mad all over again. I know. But that's why I'm not worried because like you said, smart people do smart things and smart people know when they need help. And smart people know when to ask for help. And so if Kevin Stefanski is the one calling plays on Sunday and it becomes too much for him, I have no doubt in my mind that Alex Van Pelt will step up. Maybe not like mid game, but maybe for the following Thursday game, they'll probably work out something. Yeah. I, the only other thing that gives me moment to pause is the offensive line. Um, because JC Treader, we still don't know if he will be the starter on Sunday. And, and I, I feel like I, I watched building the Browns on Sunday. I don't know if you guys watched it or if you're caught up or not, but Nick Harris, they did like a one-on-one interview with him mm. and they haven't really talked about JC Treader being injured but Nick Harris kind of slipped that JC was injured. (laughs) So that one to me is interesting. I don't know if that was just like he slipped up on his words. That's not what he really meant. Or if truly there's something to be concerned about. Um, But that is the one thing that, again, like it would be really, really nice having him to be available to start on Sunday. Like we already have Jedrick going to be starting as a rookie. Mm -hmm. I I just want some veteran leadership 
especially when it comes to the offensive line. Yeah. Well, they do have Jack Conklin and he is very good. Yeah. He's Um, had a pretty under the radar, not really been talked about all that much in terms of training camp, what's coming out of it, which is not a bad thing. That's actually probably a very good thing. Yeah. He like, he was a Titans first overall pick in 2016. So um, I mean, I think that says a lot. You're, you know, you're not going to be a team's first overall pick for nothing. Um, and I mean, I covered him when, when I lived in Tennessee and he was great there. And so far, all I've heard is good things about him here. So um, I think that he's probably going to be a good, strong leadership voice on that offensive line. Yeah. That's your boy, Meredith. He is. Yeah. That's months ago we were talking about him. I know I was, I was all in on the Brown signing Jack Conklin when those rumors came out and I was so happy when it happened. Who was the other one that you wanted to? Uh, Alex Boone. Uh, That's he's a, it. Yeah. He's a free agent. I don't think he's played since 2018. He was with the Vikings and then with the Cardinals. So he's worked with Kevin Stefanski before. Okay. Um, and he, he retired from the NFL, but then decided that he wanted to come back and he got into NFL shape and then COVID happened. So he like, wasn't able to go to a lot of Browns facilities or not Browns, but just not able to do what a normal free agent would do when, you know, trying to get back into the NFL. So I don't think he's signed anywhere. I don't think he'll be playing in 2020, but that was the, uh, that, that was the other person I was standing for, uh, for this offensive line. Now from the very little that I have paid attention to, you know, training camps and everything, um, it seems like maybe Jedrick wasn't, he had, he had problems, right? There were some issues there. They kind of alluded to, they weren't very outright in saying that he had issues, but they alluded uh-huh. to, or he alluded to, I guess, because he did say this on, I think it was building the Browns or one of his um, press conferences that like anything, it's tough to switch from, one side to the other, even sure. though he was technically protecting um, to a, I can't pronounce his name. Tango Vailoa. thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I've practiced that a lot. His strong side, he, he did almost like say, it's, it's like if you've been, and maybe this is a little bit extreme, but if you've been like writing with your right hand your entire life and then you switch, there's gonna mm-hmm. be, there's gonna be a transition period. So yeah, sure. I, I think they were pretty transparent about he's a rookie. You know, he's, it's been an adjustment for him, maybe more so than, than they anticipated, but Hey, he has one of the best offensive line coaches helping him. So at least there's that behind him. Yes. Just, I'm not worried. Protect Baker. Protect I'm Baker. not worried about anything guys. Pretty. You're so calm. I know. Right. I love it. <laughs> That's what that we pumpkin. need. It's all that pumpkin. My calm bloody, and but it also calms you down. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think with all the coffee I drink, I'd be wired all the time. And it's just not. I'm basically like a stoner. That's why I don't <laughs> smoke pot. Because Wait. imagine if I did, I would just like be dead, I think. Brittany, can I tell you something funny? Someone that I work with um, who also listens to the podcast, he uh-huh. sent me a message like two weeks ago and was like, hey, I'm catching up on that's what B said. He was like, question for you is Brittany a stoner? (laughs) She's just so, and I was like, I started laughing and I was like, no, she's not. But I can see how you could think that because she's very just, you know. I think that. Like sometimes I wonder if like I'm catching secondhand somewhere because I don't know how else to explain myself. I imagine, I imagine if Brittany was a stoner, like I I picture, like, so this is how I picture it. I picture you would like eat like a corner of a brownie, turn on a weekend album and then fall asleep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or I, this is what I do now. Like, I go down these weird rabbit holes of like anything, anything that's stupid. Like today, I was watching this video of what grass sounds like. Excuse me. <laughs> like somebody so- had a little device and they hooked it up like to grass. And I guess there's this little like machine or something that um, like lets you know what nature sounds like, the the music that it makes. And it was so beautiful. I almost started crying. <laughs> Brittany. I can't. I know. I know. I, there's something wrong. There's a lot wrong with me. See, we're exact opposite. When I go down, when I go down rabbit holes, it's always like conspiracy theories. Oh like yeah. When I love I, those too. Oh those, God. Yeah. When I first stumbled on the um, Beyonce and Lady Gaga running the Illuminati conspiracy theory, I was on the internet for like, three hours reading everything 
about the Illuminati and about like all the symbolism in Beyonce and Lady Gaga's music videos that proved that they were part of the Illuminati. I mean, like yeah. I still believe it. I'm still completely convinced. Yeah. So no, I will never be a stoner because I think I would just have no pulse at all. <laughs> and I'd fall down into this big hole that I can't come out of. I'm already like halfway there. Her grass is singing to you. <laughs> it was, I'm going to find it, send it to you guys. It was really beautiful. You'll love it. <laughs> I can't wait. It'll be I the cannot new, wait. It'll be the new intro music to the podcast. It should be. <laughs> um. All right. I don't know how we got to this topic, but it was great. Uh, this is what happens when you let me direct things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get us back on track. This is why I can't host. Okay, so I'm I... sweating. Ugh. Don't sweat. It's fine. <laughs> so we have to get into the other big news of the day regarding the Browns was um, they signed running back Kareem Hunt to mm -hmm. a two-year $13.25 million extension. So... Uh, to me, like, I, I honestly, this kind of came to a surprise to me. I was not expecting this news today. Um, you know, I think we all kind of had a little bit of mixed emotions when the Browns signed Kareem. Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys feel about this now? Brittany, I'll start with you. Um, okay, so it's difficult to say because, you know, I told someone today, I said, I'm never going to be a big fan of Kareem, but I also trust Andrew Barry enough that if he looks at this guy, I do believe that him and Kevin Stefanski believe in character, right? I think that's something that we can agree on. Um, they want players to, you know, have a good head on their shoulders. They want them to, to, you know, really be a part of the team, this like teamwork mentality. I, we don't have a John Dorsey on our hands anymore. Andrew Barry's not John Dorsey. Um, if he looks at this kid and thinks that he's on a good path now and he's made the changes that he needs to make to not be that, you know, kind of person anymore, um, I trust that, you know, because I, I don't know the guy. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's, he's the same guy. I'm not going to say that. Um, I'll never be okay with what happened. You know, and that's why I was mad when they initially signed him. But, you know, I wasn't upset today. Um, that's as good as I can give you, really. Like, it, it's fine. He's a good running back, you know, good for football. And yeah. I'll trust that Andrew Barry knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a little concerning um, because like Brittany said, they are big character guys. Mm -hmm. um, but the good thing with Kareem is like the worst trouble that he's gotten into in like recent memory was he got stopped for speeding, which, you know, not like not a horrible offense. They found weed in his car, which again, not a horrible offense. Like I don't get mad, especially, I forget what they were saying, but he wasn't like speeding dangerously. He was just mm -hmm. speeding and the cop pulled him over and then they found a little bit of weed in his car. So, I mean, that kind of thing is not a big deal in my opinion. Um, so I'm hoping that that means that he has turned a new leaf. I do hope that if he does have any kind of domestic violence issues again, I would hope they would cut him immediately um, but it's, it's a hard, like Kareem Hunt is a hard, just enigma to wrap your head around because on the one hand, you don't like what he's done in the past, but at the same time, his talent is undeniable. Like if you want yeah. someone who's going to help you win football games, Kareem Hunt is on that list of people who will help you win football games. Um, sure. I guess two years, 13 and a quarter million is a big upgrade from one year, 1 million, which is what his contract was. Yeah. Um, I do get a little concerned for the future of Nick Chubb with, with this signing because the, um, the cap space is going to go down for next year. That's pretty much a given considering they're not going to have the same amount of revenue this year with less fans in the stands. And in some cases, no fans in the stands. Um, so revenue is going to be down for that reason, which means cap space is going to go down and you know we've seen what's happened with running backs around the league so i mean if nick chubb just doesn't have an absolute monster year you know he is at risk of not getting an extension on on his deal yeah i so i don't know how to feel about does this have any type of impact on nick chubb's future 
I, I'm not going there yet because I do feel like Andrew Barry is very smart in a sense of they had to have weighed those options and they clearly think very highly of Nick Chubb. And again, we mm -hmm. have an entire year of football that needs to be played. So much can happen um, between now and re-signing Nick Chubb. I also feel like Nick Chubb doesn't seem the type to be like a player that will hold out for a monster contract. But if he wants to do that, mm -hmm. by all means, if he plays up to a level that we know he's capable of, he has every right to do that and to hold out. Mm. I think with the Kareem Hunt signing, I do feel like this actually could be good value for another team if they were interested in the future. Mm -hmm. We'll see how they do as a tandem playing side-by-side -side for an entire year. But going back to just Kareem, Kareem Hunt signing, you know, I will say like two years ago when they signed him, I had a lot of mixed emotions about him just based on his past, his troubled past. And I will say, I find myself now rooting for him. Um, I don't want anyone to fail. Like I don't want someone that has had a troubled past to find who they become in the future. And I will say that it has been very nice to see how he has been since being with the Browns. Like he, he's had probably many moments of screwing up, you know, like it, it, I think when you, when you're a star and you're making a lot of money, there's, there's a lot of chances for you to either screw up or not screw up. And I think it's really shown kind of how much he has grown as a person. Again, I think if he messes up to the extent that he did a few years ago, I don't think they would keep him. I, I really don't. But I also think that had to have been something that was a conversation amongst them and between them just to make sure that they were all on the same page. Um, but yeah, it's, again, like I'm not rooting for anyone to fail. I don't want anyone to fail. And I'm happy that he seems to have kind of come into himself and, it, mm -hmm. and has gotten the help that he needs or had those conversations. Obviously he didn't get to play football for half a year last year. So who knows what that kind of impact had on him. He's in his hometown. That could have been a factor, but yeah, I, I am, I'm rooting for him to have a good year. And I, and I like a good redemption story when it comes to that. Did you see the quotes about him? I forget whether it was Stefanski or Barry, but um, the quotes that they had about him today and the re-signing um, they said, progress is not linear. And that like, like that hit me kind of deep, you know, cause that's like, when you think about it, like anything that you do in life, whether you want to lose weight or you want to move ahead in your career or, you know, every, you know, it's not a straight line up. Like it's going to be like up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's mm -hmm. so when I want to say it was Andrew Barry said, progress is not linear. That's sort of the, that was like the thing that kind of like had me do a complete 180 and be in the same boat as you, Brie, and like 100% wanting Kareem Hunt to succeed. Because he's had a few black backslides. Like, I think, what was it, like a year ago, he got into a, a bar fight. Then earlier this year, like we said, he got, you know, pulled over on a traffic stop. But, mm. you know, since then, it's been squeaky clean. So, yeah, I mean, we have someone who isn't, <laughs> isn't on a team who, knelt for the national anthem and got blackballed from the NFL. So I, I just go back yeah. to like, there are so many football players that are actually, that still have jobs in the league or have had mm -hmm. jobs in the league that have done a lot of really bad things. And then you have a man and we don't need to get into this debate because I don't, I don't want to have this debate, but then you have a man who is just trying to bring awareness or who was trying to bring awareness to social injustices, who essentially has never played another snap of football in his life. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think like, you know, the NFL, they've screwed up their priorities in a lot of different ways where they, number one, they, they, they aren't the judge and the jury when it comes to a lot of these matters. And unfortunately they've made themselves, or they've inserted themselves in situations where they shouldn't be making the call one way or the other. So mm. that's my two cents on that. Um, I don't want to get into a Colin Kaepernick debate at all because that will go down a very different path. And I think we all know how we all feel about that. Yeah. I mean, just between the three of us, there won't be a debate because I'm pretty sure all three of us <laughs> yeah. have the same yes. feelings. So. Yes, very true. Yeah. We need to get a guest on here who like hates us just to argue <laughs> with us. Because it seems like for the most part, we're always on the same page. 
We need to yeah. get someone on here that just can't stand us. It's yeah, like, there's, there's get been on here. very, very few things that we have disagreed on on this podcast. Yeah. So just tweet that out. Be like, who hates me? Oh, I'm sure we'll have a lot <laughs> On our podcast. Everyone who line. hates us, please send us a letter. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to send it to the P.O. box and it has to have a fun, two, two requirements. Send it to the P.O. box and it has to have a really fun stamp. Yes. And then you That's come it. on and just, just at have at us. <laughs> Just go. It'll be be the deal mail episode. (laughs) Yeah, we'll read them out loud. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to move into our second favorite guy, which is Baker Mayfield. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said he was our second favorite guy. I, whatever. I mean, I have my, I have my bless him koozie tonight. So listen, my, my favorite list is getting so long. I don't even know like what, who's top 10 anymore. I'm just in love with everyone. Thank you. (laughs) So Baker Mayfield, um, this is not coming from him directly, but Baker's back talk is back. Um, it was circulating around some talk shows this morning. Um, it, it was popping up on my feed here or there. I sent it to both of you guys. And I generally, genuinely want to know, do we feel okay about this? Do we like not want this chat chatter to happen? Because like, I was like, no, let's just keep Baker under the radar, please. Like, stop. And then on the flip side, you have, was it ESPN that their prediction was that Baker will be benched midway through the season for Case Keenum? Yes. Yeah, so. So which ESPN, is more likely? Which is it, you guys? Yeah, so ESPN <laughs> ran their <laughs> season simulator. And I think in like somewhere between week nine and 12, they said that Baker was going to get benched, which I just. How do these simulations work? <laughs> So I think we're all living in a simulation. Well, yeah, that, obviously. I mean, <laughs> so, I've been saying that for like a year, but um, yeah. So like yeah. these football simulations, though, who does them? Like who generates these? Who's the god of these things? I don't know. I really want to know what they use to do their predictions because I, I wonder if they just plug everything into Madden and just play a lot of Madden and then <laughs> and, and then they bench Baker. <laughs> Is that what happens in Madden? I don't know. I, I want to know like all the analytics behind this. I want to know who's in charge, how many different simulations they are, because if there's like a billion different simulations and Baker Mayfield happens to not play, you know, half the, the season in one of them, I'm like, cool, whatever. Like computers are wrong too. Sometimes I assume. So I'm not worried about that. Um, what was the other thing that we, the sim? Oh, the national attention. Okay. So here's my thing on that. I'm okay with it now because the last time when it all blew up in our face and it was a catastrophe, that all happened like months prior. Like we were doing this hype thing for months and months and months and getting, oh, we're going to playoffs 14 and two, rah, like, you know, but that was a, a long time. Now, you know, we're like three days away from the season starting, right? So if they want to talk about, you know, oh, I think Baker's going to be good. Cool. I like it. Let's do it. I think Baker's going to be good too. I'm all for it. I'm on the Baker train. I think he's going to have a big year. And um, yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, Hype me up. So I, I'm going to say this. I think the only situation where Baker gets benched is a horrific injury because <gasps> say that. get that out of the universe. No, she I'm not saying these things in the universe. I'm not, I'm not saying no. Get it no, back. You can't let me finish. These things, let me finish. Let me finish. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because Kevin Stefanski is not going to put Baker in a position to fail. Alex Van Pelt is not going to put Baker in a position to fail. So that's why I don't believe the Baker gets benched halfway through the season because this coaching staff is going to do everything for him. Uh, I think his offensive line is going to do everything for him. And then his weapons around him like Jarvis and, and Odell and Kareem and, and Nick Chubb, they are all going to like run through walls for him. So that's why I'm looking at this and saying, there's no way like Baker is too talented and he has too much support around him for him to perform so poorly that he gets benched. So that's why I'm looking at this and saying the only way this happens is with an injury. Like, I just don't see Baker getting benched this year otherwise. Yeah. 
How do you think Case Keenum would do? Well, I mean, he and Stefanski already have uh, a relationship from mm-hmm. from Minnesota. I mean, I think he's a good backup. So, I mean, if if something bad happens and might, I'm yeah, my yeah, my table is wood. Not my table is wood. Um, I I think he's good for you know half a game to a game, but you know, Case Keenum is not the person that I would want starting. Yeah, but, like, I feel lucky that we do have him because, you know, there is a history there and there's a yeah. comfort level there, I'm sure. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, it's fortunate that we have him as backup. So if, God forbid, that should happen, um, you know, I don't think it would be as disastrous that it would be with, you know, someone else in the back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I have so much more confidence in Case Keenum than I do in uh, Drew Stanton. Like, yeah, I would yeah. take Case Keenum. No offense. Sorry, Drew, but 10 times out of 10, I'm taking Case Keenum as my backup over Drew Stanton. Yeah. No, same. All right, guys. So we're going to move on and wildly speculate how the season's going to go. Because why not? Wildly speculating. Okay. I mean, before we, before we get to this. <laughs> yes. What if, so I, so I was going through and I have like in my mind uh, about what I think of every game, but I have not looked and seen what the record is I'm looking at every game in a vacuum. Are you guys gonna disown me and kick me out of the gang if I accidentally predict eight and eight? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, you will be cut off immediately. No right hesitation. So I'm gonna no. be counting on my fingers here's, to make sure. <laughs> here's what we're gonna do, okay? We're gonna go game by game here. And we're not gonna like drag this out and make it a big thing. Uh, no, like, oh, well, if this Yeah, happens, you don't need to give know. a reason. We're not doing that. We're just, I didn't even look at this again. Okay, the last time I looked at the schedule, uh, thoroughly was probably like two months ago. So mm-hmm. even when I was getting this together, I copy and pasted it and I was like, I'm just going to go with my gut and deliver what I think based on my gut right now. Because let me tell you, it's very hard. I, you know, you guys know that I do that uh, like football thing where I pick them every yeah. week from my uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it a couple of days ago. I still haven't done it because it's just so hard this year. It's yeah. like, you know, I don't, these spreads and everything, I'm just like, uh, I don't know anything about these teams anymore. I haven't, you know, it's hard to, to keep up or to pay attention. There's no, you know, no preseason games, nothing. So we're going in this blind and it's going to be great. And I'm tweeting so that everyone can join in. It's not here if they want to know our prediction. So give me one second. Yeah. I'm also going to throw something else at you guys. And I don't want you to read this in the rundown. Like I need like direct, I need initial gut reaction to this but i did a couple of over-unders for the game on sunday as well so i'm gonna get your guys's opinions on that and we're gonna Ooh. see how you guys did after sunday so don't scroll down on the rundown Just okay stick up here with me and we'll see how you guys do on that too and we'll have people on twitter weigh in as well tweet out okay. so anyone that wants to join us for this part welcome all right all right let's look at the schedule ladies you guys ready so game one, Sunday, September 13th, mm-hmm. we have the Ravens. Win or loss, Brittany, I'm starting with you. Do I need to write these down? I don't have a pen. Don't worry. We, it'll pen. be on YouTube, so we can just listen to it later. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, Brit- uh, Meredith, yes, write them down, because we need to know where the record lands. What if, if Brittany goes eight and eight, I'm going to die. I would never. <laughs> hello, you're talking to me. She's going to predict way too many wins. I know that already. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I'm not, so we're not thinking about the spread because we don't have no, that for no, every game. Nope. So this is just win or loss. Just win loss. Doesn't matter. Yes. Okay. Um, win loss. Baltimore. Loss. This is going to be a loss. I also am going to say loss. Mm-hmm. Meredith? I, I think it's going to be a loss as well. Three oh, guys, this is not a good start. Not a good start. Well, like, okay. here's the thing. Lamar Jackson is... Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Baltimore knows what they have in each other. This is going to be the first time that this Browns team is playing a full game together. Not a scrimmage, not an 11-on-11. Yes. So it's going to be... Does anyone have Baltimore... I mean, sorry, the Browns winning. I need people to <laughs> offset this. I might, I might but... take them on Sunday against the spread because it's like seven and a half, I think. Yeah, so I, think I might take them because I don't know if they're going to – I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I still have to decide that. But uh, <laughs> does anyone think the Cleveland's going to win? When's the last time we've won our, the first game? What's the stat? How do we not know this? Oh, uh, I don't we know. Tied That's two years ago. Odds are not in our favor. Year. 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh my God, I remember that tie game. That was so miserable. Oh yeah, that was two years ago. I was at work for like 16 hours that day. I wanted to like jump in Lake Erie when it was done. Okay. All right, so let's move on. Game two. Mm -hmm. We're going to turn around very quickly on a Thursday night against the Bengals. Yeah. This is 820. I'm going win as well. So we got two wins. Mm -hmm. Meredith, you win for a win. I'm going to say a loss just because it's a million. Meredith, you're really going to have them go own four to start. <laughs> you're like, oh, never my mind. Dad. Never mind. The Washington football team is next. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Washington football team is going 0 and 16. That's my prediction for them. All um, right. So, yes. Game three against the Washington football team. It's a win. W. Yeah. W. Okay. Number four at the Cowboys. W. Sunday game, 1 p.m. I'm going to go loss. Really? So Bree says it's an L. I don't know, guys. That's a tough one. That's almost a push. I am going to go in the positive direction for that. I'm going to say a win. I think they're going to start the season two and two. You know what I really want to do is have them win 16 games, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Okay. So then we have a home game against the Colts. 425 game. Hope we get us some Tony Romo on this game. I'm going to go with win. Win. I'm on the roller coaster. This is just right my now. gut speaking. I'm just like I'm the mouthpiece for my gut right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go win win two with the Colts. I don't think they've been the same since Andrew Luck retired. No. Okay, then we're at Steelers the following week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go a loss here. I'm gonna have a splitting with the Steelers. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Meredith. I know. I'm thinking this is so tough because like we don't it's know what gonna, we got. Like it's gonna be. I know. Like we could. Gonna, like we could have Big Ben. I think it's gonna be. Yeah. I, that's the thing. It depend on their quarterback. You know what? Sure will. You know what? I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna say W. I think this is gonna be revenge Ooh. for Miles Garrett. Yes, yeah, I, love I love it. it. I love that storyline. Write that down. <laughs> also, there might not be like a super huge home field advantage. Just no. I don't know. Some of these places don't have like fans. Some of them, you know, we have like 6,000 allowed, I think. So I don't know. That might play into it too. Okay. So then we are at the Bengals, another conference game. Mm-hmm. There will be 6,000 fans there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go win. E- I- I'll go win. I do think the Bengals are going to be pretty decent this year i don't think you know we're gonna see cincinnati team that just rolls over i think they're gonna be Heard good it. and i think it's gonna be a close game but i think the browns are gonna win this one yeah i'm i'm going w just because i think we're gonna split with the Bengals, and i already have them losing in week one so <laughs> that means i have to go with a win here <laughs> all right that takes us to game eight against the las vegas raiders at home i'm going win that's a win um, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go with an L on this one just because like, the, okay. Like the Raiders are strange. Like John Gruden is a weirdo and that's like one of the, like he's a wild card and that team is a wild it's a card. Weirdo. <laughs> okay. So this takes us into bye week. So Meredith, what is our record right now heading into the bye week? All right. So Bree is one, two, three, four, five, and three. Uh, Brittany Ooh. is one, two, three, four, five, six, and two. I am one, two, three, four, five. Five and three. Okay. Five and three. That's, I'll take that heading into the bye week. That's yeah, pretty so. on brand. Okay. Yeah. So out of our bye week, we have Houston Texans at home. I'm going to go with loss. I'm going to have to agree with you on there. At home after a bye week. I'm going to go, I'm going to go positive and say win. Okay. Have all that rest time to rejuvenate get their get their thoughts and prayers together and they're gonna just <laughs> stable <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we have the eagles at home another home game two weeks in a row i'm going another w mm. we're going streaking right <laughs> who's, who's the eagles quarterback this year it's still Carson, isn't it? Is it seriously? God, yeah. I'm so sick of him. How, I'm so sick of him he? too. He's how overrated. I feel like he's like 50 years old. I'm in the league for like what a couple years. You know what made me exhausted of him is that the Browns fans, the Browns fans, are like oh oh yeah. Should oh my Carson God, Wentz every, for years. Every, Pass every on Carson t- Wentz. I, I can't. He's barely so, played. Right. So it's no, like, the Browns him, are winning. Him, Deshaun close. Watson, Patrick Mahomes, like all so, of them. Oh, you passed on. 
yeah, you passed on Deshaun, you passed on Carson Wentz, you passed on, like, it's, no. no. Um, so, okay. W, that's a W for me. Uh, I'll go W too, why not? I'm feeling positive tonight. Yeah. All right, positive. so then we are at Jacksonville Jaguars, who I believe are tanking, so I'm going to go W. That's a definite W. Oh, it yeah. better be. You can't, can't lose against a tanking team. Um, Jason I'm currently in the crowd. at a three-game win streak right now, just FYI. Okay, so then Wait, we I are... thought you had, I thought for week nine, I had, thought you had a loss. Well, now week nine's a bye week. No, oh, I mean yeah, the, you're right. The... You're right. The Texans, I had us losing. You have a, you have a Fine, two-game. I'm on a two-game win streak. <laughs> Don't call it a streak yet. <laughs> I was looking ahead. Okay, so then week 13, we are at Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with loss here. I'm going with a W here. I've got an L uh, against the Titans there. I mean, Mike Vrabel's team is – Mike Vrabel's a very good coach. That looks like a completely different team since he's taken over. Yeah. And um, they uh, they won the Jadavian Clowney lottery, so. Ugh. <laughs> that's another one. I'm glad, man. <laughs> I'm glad that that's done and we don't have to – I don't even get into it. Okay, go ahead. Let's okay, go on. To week so 14. then we are home against the Ravens. This is a Monday night game. I'm going, we're winning this game. We're going to freaking come in there and we're going to take over the lead of the, on the AFC North. It's just going to happen. I'm with you because I think they're going to split with Baltimore and um, I already got the one loss out of the way. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, maybe we'll figure out Lamar Jackson by then. Yeah, I think it's good yeah. to go. I think it's going to be a win too, just because it's it's late in the season. Like at this point, if the team isn't good, clicking, they're not going to be clicking. So yeah. All right. So then we are in New York two weeks in a row. First is against the Giants. I'm going to go win. Win. The uh, Giants can't be good, can they? <laughs> uh, and every like for for like for guys that have issues with their old team. Uh huh. Like, I'm always, like, revenge, so win, because it's going to be every, – every game against the Giants is going to be a revenge well, game for is, OBJ. There a is it Daniel Jones? Is that their quarterback? Uh, Danny Dimes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> <Danny> Stop. <laughs> okay. Then we are at the Jets. This will be post-Christmas mm-hmm. at the Jets in New York. How much turkey is going to be in their belly? Yeah, or, I don't know, beer, alcohol – um, I'm going to go, this is going to be a letdown loss. This one's going to hurt us. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm going with, I think I have them on like a all game winning streak in the second half here. No, they're you're, you're on a, you're, you're currently on a six game win streak over here. <laughs> We're going to finish strong. <laughs> If that um, happens, gonna... I will go streaking in my neighborhood, Brittany. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be a loss against the Jets, too. Sorry. God, guys. Geez. We always seem to have these, like, games that we should 100% win, and we just don't. Okay, and then finally, Steelers at home. I'm going win. We're going to split. I think we're going to split with the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, we're going to win. So how many is it, like, I just... <laughs> Is Brittany at 14 and two? She's at 13 and three. So Woo! close. Brittany, and then we are going to the playoffs. Listen, but <laughs> yes. here's the thing, guys. What did you, okay, first of all, before I get into that, Meredith, what do you say about this, the last game? Um, against the Steelers? Yeah, I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a W. I just, I think that the rivalry, rivalry is too strong. I think there's just so much ill will mm-hmm. towards the Steelers and um, I think no matter what, it's not going to be just Baker with a chip on his shoulder. I think it's going to be Miles Garrett with a chip on his shoulder too. And so I just think that this team is going to like just roll over them because they don't want to lose to this team. Okay. So Brittany, Brittany is 13 and three. Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing guys. Let me just explain though. No, I don't want quick. you to explain yet. I, I want everyone in the comments because people were playing along. I need everybody now in the comments to also share their records of where they landed if they were playing along. So Brittany 13 and three. Meredith, where did you land? I am, oh, I'm actually at 11 and four. Wait, hold on. One, two. You're missing a game. <laughs> yeah, I know I am. I like, I, listen, I can only count up to four, okay? I majored in music. <laughs> Three, four, five. I'm 11 and five. Um, and Brie, you are 10 and six. Ooh, wow. 10 and six. I yeah. can get down with that. 
So I'm just I'm just relieved that I didn't accidentally predict eight and eight. I was so scared. Let me go over the comments really quick. So we've got a 16 and 0. I dig that, true dog. Uh, 11 and 5, 20 and 0. So we're clearly going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, 12 and 4, 8 and 8. You've got an 8 and 8 guy. Oh, Brittany. no. Who did that? He's getting blocked. Electric, <laughs> <laughs> electric push out. You're getting the block. 9 and 7, 10 and 6 was Jenna. 12 and 4. It won't happen. Um, 10 and 6 plus 4 playoff wins. That was Danny. Danny with the cute butt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My nickname. Uh, We got 10 and six. So everyone's hovering, for the most part, everyone's hovering above eight and eight, Brittany. Not below it. I I appreciate that so much. I do think that everyone's playing it safe, which I respect, but I absolutely don't believe in doing that. (laughs) So I'm going all in. We're going to see like the best second half that we've ever seen the Cleveland Browns play. I think maybe I had what one loss in there. One. Yeah. The, so, yeah. Guys, we are finishing so strong <laughs> unless we're already so far ahead that like, you know, we're starting to sit people for the playoffs. Then we might lose, you know, the last game or so, but no, like it's happening. 13 and three. I like that. Listen, I was a be, strong prediction. I don't think it's that crazy though. This would be our best. These would be our best records since when 2007 mm-hmm. coming off of a COVID slash no off season, new coaching staff. And season. yeah, new Talk head coach, new GM, new Talk everything. I mean, we need one. We are ready. okay. If you know for a fact that if the Browns make the playoffs this year, even if it's only like a wild card game and they lose in a wild card game, you know, Disney is making a movie about this because like it's the COVID season of all of the teams in the, like because of all of the, all of the teams in the NFL, the Browns have had the most turnover with, with personnel, with um, front office on the team. Um, it's the worst defense in the NFL, at least that's how they're rated currently. Um, and what else? Just like everything else surrounding it. And like on all the injuries in training camp. Now granted a lot, a lot of teams, a lot of teams had a lot of injuries in training camp, but the Browns felt particularly bad this year. So just with everything that they're going against, I would say in like 18 months, there's going to be a new movie on Disney plus about the Browns if they go to the playoffs. Okay. Uh, um, and then maybe this is a podcast for a different day, but who would play Kevin Stefanski? Would it be Clooney? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I know. Think, think about that. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do uh casting for, yeah, we should do casting for like everyone. <laughs> yes. Okay guys. So this is going to be the final, final segment of the show. If you guys I are think in the Id- comments, Idris Elba is going to be Andrew Barry. <laughs> Stick around because we're going to do some over unders for the game on Sunday. If you want to play along. So Meredith and Brittany, I'm going to, you guys are going to be blind to this. They're not prepared. This is going to be gut reactions. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I am going to start with Miles Garrett sacks over under two and a half. This is just for week one? Yes, this is just against the Ravens on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go under. I think he's going to have either one and a half or two. So I, I don't think it's going to be zero, but I don't think he's going to get more than two and a half sacks. Yeah, I'm going to take the under two. I'd say maybe two, maybe two. Okay, so you guys both taking the unders. I got to rake yeah. this down too. Okay. All right, this is pay attention. <laughs> Pass attempts over under 29. So Stefanski with Cousins averaged 29.6. Mm-hmm. Will we be heavy on the run or will he go heavy on the pass? I'm going under. I think it's going to be heavy on the run, especially in week one. Under. Okay. 29. First of all, how are they so good at making these? I, I made these up. Oh. <laughs> Bree, how are they so good at making these? <laughs> 29. Did you guys um, ever play Sporkle back when it was like really popular? Because I feel like we should no. turn these into Sporkle quizzes on Girl Gang Cleveland website. That'd okay. I'm going to – okay, I'll, I'll take the under on that, too. Okay, both under. 20, yeah, that seems like a lot. Okay. Number of penalties. <laughs> Over, under, 
I'm going to go seven and a half. Last year, mind you, our opening game was 18. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going with the over. Not It's not going to be 18. Uh, and I know that, you know, Kevin Stefanski isn't going to want to. I think it was a lot of, like, false start penalties last year, which is one of the most annoying mm-hmm. penalties ever because that's just, like, my, my nephews play peewee football, and they don't have false start penalties. So – um, I'm still going to go over just because it's the first game of the year. And this is, again, the nerves. first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. nerves. It's the first time that they're playing together as a team. Brit? I'm going to take the under on this. Coach, Coach Steph is going to have them. Um, that's that's my whole reason. I'm like, no, he's not going to let them. He, this he's, is not a Freddie Kitchens team. This is not going to happen again. He's going to have them running suicides on the sideline <laughs> during the game. I think, you know what it is, guys? I think that they just respect him too much to make mistakes like this. So hope. I'm taking the under on this. All right. Next, I'm going to switch it back to the offense. Baker Mayfield interceptions. Over, under, one and a half. Under. Ooh, she was confident in that. Yeah. He had, what, what 21 or 22 total last year? He had enough. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to go with under also. Right. I think I think he's going to have one interception, so we're going to go under. Okay. All right. I'm going to do a wink with this. Shovel pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, under I'm one. You. <laughs> and you think I put evil stuff into the universe? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. You think there will be any shovel passes? I only put it at one. No, but you know what worries me <laughs> is that in the playoffs last year, Kevin Stefanski, when he was with the Vikings, he actually called for one of these, and it made me want to throw up. I'm, I don't talk about it, but <laughs> no, 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 no. We are better than this. No shovel passes. Yeah, I'm going to have no, to go under. none. Um, I, I will chug a lot of alcohol if they call a shovel pass play. Oh, I, will, okay. I, will, I will chug it if they call it and it works. Mm. Okay. I really hope that happens. If they're going to call it, like, please work. I mean, I've got plenty of white claws. I think I did so. see one go wrong in um, training camp. So I think uh, there's one that exists. They all go wrong. That's why they shouldn't do it. <laughs> okay. And finally, number of times OBJ gets shit on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Number of touchdowns over <laughs> under two. <laughs> You know what? I, the only reason I did that is because literally every player has been like joking with him about it publicly yes. on Instagram. And he's yes. joked about it himself on his yes. own Instagram. Like yes. that's that's king right there. That's some that's some king king stuff going on. Okay, but seriously, touchdowns over under touchdowns. two. Um, b- 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 over under two. two touchdowns at all. Uh, I'm question. I'm taking the under on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I want to say it's gonna be. I hope it's a low scoring game because if it is a high scoring game, it's probably going to be on the wrong side. So we'll say, yeah, we'll say under two touchdowns. I'm not confident in that, but. Great ladies. That's all I have for you. So based on these results, I think we're going to (laughs) lose. Well, we all have week one as a loss. So Oh man, well this was fun. We're gonna have to do this um each game. We yes. will we'll put together some over unders. Love and it. Have some fun with it. Love so, it. Yes. I'm so excited for football to be back. Like this, this is great. Know. It's so oh, one question though. Okay, so like you know, the season starts on Sunday. We can't go to games, we can't tailgate. Um I have those pants, Brie, like the orange oh, me ones. Too. Where the hell am I supposed to wear those? I, I can't just wear them out. You should wear them out. So <laughs> places that aren't tailgates. <laughs> well, well, Sixth and Barley, I think, is Aww. having people. Uh, yeah, you can go to B Dubs. Did you get the season ticket pass for B Dubs? Uh, yeah. Actually, you know where I think I might go? I might go to High and Dry because my one of my good friends owns it, and he he said they're having you know like obviously it's socially distanced, but um, it's a really cool bar. Um, and they're having like a little, like they have beer specials and food specials. So wanted to plug them in because Mark is a great guy. 
Hi, Mark. That's where I'm going to go, but I can't wear those pants anywhere. So yes, you can. We should, like plan a, we should plan an event this year. If we can keep it safe and socially distanced. We should do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. You should wear them to Dunkin' Donuts. I should. Just like, just go <laughs> sleep in them. I might sleep in them Saturday night. Pumpkin spice. Ooh, okay. Just to say. So if, if you sleep in them Saturday night and then the Browns win on Sunday, you realize you have to sleep in them. You can't wash them and you have to sleep in them before every game. Like can't that's, wash them. What? I, that's how superstitions work because then you'll, you'll wash the luck out of them. Brittany, I really like everyone's responses to where you can wear them. The answers are work, weddings, grocery store, baptisms, <laughs> funerals, and where can't you wear those? <laughs> so, I mean, really good, really good ideas for you. I, I, love, mean, I love these people. <laughs> I think baptism might be my favorite answer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you guys all for tuning in to us live tonight. This was a really fun show. We will be sure to do some interactive stuff as we head into next week as well. Uh, I have nothing more to say, but go Browns, shock the world, shock the Ravens on Sunday. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes. Please send us a rating or review. Um, if you didn't get a chance to play along with our Browns record predictions, shoot us a note. Again, check out our tweets. We have a giveaway going on with where I'm from for some new gear, specifically Baker gear. That'll be going on through Friday. We'll announce a winner. Um, don't forget to check out our site, Girl Gang. Follow us at Girl Gang Klee. We love you guys, and we will see you and talk to you all next week. Go Browns!